If you happen to know any teens who like to play hockey, you know that one of the big themes in their lives and in the lives of their parents is getting them time on the ice. There's not so many ice rinks to go around. And so parents of teens who play ice hockey will tell you, you'll hear this from any parent of an ice hockey playing teen, that they are often driving their kids to the ice rink at very ungodly early hours, like 6 a.m. is a thing in hockey families. And if that's true here, where hockey is a nice sport, but it's not the only sport. Imagine what it's like in Ontario, where hockey is a national obsession. There's a town called Seaforth, Ontario, where there is just one ice rink, and where all the kids in this Ontario town, Seaforth, dream of becoming hockey players. It's the most popular sport. And so the person who runs this ice rink named Graham Nesbitt had a quality problem. There's only one ice rink, but there are a whole town full of kids who want to skate, and getting them ice time is very challenging. But Graham Nesbitt made it a personal mission and principle that any kid who wants to skate will find time on his rink to skate. And Graham Nesbitt, for years, would work seven days a week because he's committed to the principle that any kid who wants to skate is going to find time to skate. Graham Nesbitt would get there early in the morning at 5 a.m., to reward the kids who are willing to get up at 5 a.m. And Graham Nesbitt would stay at that hockey rink, that ice rink, until 10, 11 at night to reward the kids who want to skate at 10 or 11 at night. And Graham Nesbitt had this unique move because Ontario has winter, and the Ontario winters have snow and snowstorms, which are so significant that even businesses close. And his deal to the parents of the hockey community was, if you'll drive your kid through the storm, I will be here and open the rink so your kid gets ice time in a storm. His Graham Nesbitt did not see his job as running an ice rink. He saw his mission as nurturing the dreams of young people who want to play hockey. And in this way, Graham Nesbitt embodies a very important principle. And it is shared by Judaism as well as by Eastern religions like Buddhism and Hinduism. And the principle has been best explained by my sister Lee as the law of the radiator. And it's very simple. What you radiate out comes right back to you. If you radiate out positive energy, positive energy comes back to you. If you radiate out negative energy, negative energy comes back to you. Now, we all know the word karma. And karma is a Sanskrit word which means action or deed. 
And the Eastern religions come to teach us that if you do a deed that is a good deed, that will have a beneficial impact. And if you do a deed that is a negative deed, that will have a deleterious impact. That's karma. And the rabbinic tradition shares this law of the radiator. And our vocabulary is not karma. Our vocabulary is midah keneged midah, measure for measure, or what goes around comes around. And that's true both for negative energy and for positive energy. A clear example of negative energy is that when Jacob is a young man, he deceives his old and blind father Isaac with cloth. This is the cloth, yes, I am my brother Isaac, I'm my brother Esau, I'm the hunter. Feel it, smell it. Jacob uses cloth to deceive his father. Roll the film forward. When Jacob is a father, his children use cloth to deceive him, to make him think that Joseph has been killed by a wild animal. That is karma. That is mida keneged mida. That is the law of the radiator. If you deceive with cloth, you will be deceived with cloth. But the same is also true in a positive direction. And that was the subject of our very first aliyah that Penny Sharfman chanted this morning. Imagine the scene. It's 430 years after slavery began. And now it's the big moment of the Exodus. And you know, because you've been eating matzah for Pesach, they don't have much time. They've got like less than 18 minutes to get out of there. And there's a whole people. They've got to get out of there. They've got to get out of there now. Ah! And what does Moses do? This is in the first Aliyah. It's so counterintuitive. It's so unexpected. You'd never, ever, ever dream this up. Vayikach Moshe et Atzmos Yosefimo. Moses takes the bones of Joseph with him. And the Midrash wonders, how does he do this? Where, so in the middle of all the logistics, Moses has to go and figure out where Joseph's bones, the coffin that contains Joseph's bones, is located. Moses is personally committed to taking the bones of Joseph with him so that Joseph can be buried in Israel. And why is that? Because Joseph buried his father, Jacob, in Israel. Jacob says to Joseph before Jacob dies, bury me in Israel, and Joseph does that. And now all these years later, Moses does the same kindness for Joseph. Midah, keneged midah. Which means that all of us have a question to be asking ourselves now, which is, what kind of energy are we radiating out into the world? Now, it is month 13 of the pandemic. So all of us could be forgiven if the answer is, listen, I'm not doing particularly well, and it's kind of murky, and I'm exhausted, and I'm frustrated, and I got edge. So the energy that I'm radiating out into the world is exhaustion and depression and edge. And nobody could be blamed if that's your answer, it's understandable, makes sense. There's only one problem. 
if the energy that you radiate out is exhaustion, ugh. the energy you get back is exhaustion, ugh. if the energy you radiate out is frustration, ugh, the energy you get back is frustration. If the energy you radiate out is depression, the energy you get back just don't have any pep. So the question is, can we stage an intervention here on the kind of energy that we are radiating out in month 13 of the pandemic? And I think that we can. We have agency here. And so the next time we are tempted to radiate out negative energy, we actually can check ourselves, whoa, wait a minute, I get why I want to do this. But I don't really want to do this. Because if I send out the negative energy, it's going to come right back at me. And we can be mindful about the kind of energy we choose to radiate, the kind of vibe we choose to emit, and be very intentional, I am radiating out positive energy. Now, right before the satyrs, Shira and I beheld a spectacular example of this. Just so powerful, we called a very dear friend of ours, it's a woman in her 90s, to wish her a happy Pesach. And we asked her where she was spending the satyrs. And she explained that her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, many of whom are local, had not all been vaccinated. And even though CDC would have allowed her, who had been vaccinated, to be with them for the satyrs, they weren't comfortable, given that some of them had, many of them had not been vaccinated. So they said, not this year in person. So she was spending the first night in the community where she lives doing a Zoom Seder. And she's doing the second night from her home, doing a Zoom Seder, tuning in to Michelle and Elias' Seder. And she said, there's no point in complaining. Complaining gets me nowhere. And by the way, I'm really looking forward to these Seders. Both Zoom Seders are going to be fabulous. And next year, please God, I'll be with my children and grandchildren and grandchildren in person again. Her positive energy is absolutely infectious. The law of the radiator is true. That brings us back to Graham Nesbitt, who's managing this ice rink, but who's really nurturing the dreams of his hockey players. And it turns out that two of those kids go on to become professional hockey players at the National Hockey League. Their names are Ryan and Cal O'Reilly. And in fact, Ryan O'Reilly is the captain of the St. Louis Blues during the year that they win the Stanley Cup in the NHL. So Graham Nesbitt does his thing, and he works all these years, seven days a week, getting there early, staying there late, through snowstorms, to make dreams like Ryan and Cal O'Reilly's happen. And he retires in 2003. And he gets diagnosed with a rare liver disease which for a while is treated, for many years actually, is treated effectively by medicine. And then in 2019, the medicine stops working. And his doctors tell him, Graham, the only way that you can survive, the only way you can live, is if you get 
a liver transplant. So he retires in 2003. This is 2019. This is 16 years, 16 years after all those early mornings and late nights and snowstorms. And word goes out in the Seaforth, Ontario community that Graham needs a kidney. And all these families that he had helped all these years line up to see if they're a match to give him to donate a kidney that could save his life. And it turns out that the entire community reaches out through these tests, and one person has a kidney that matches. And her name is Bonnie O'Reilly. And Bonnie O'Reilly is the mother of Ryan and Cal O'Reilly, the pro hockey players. And when she discovers that she has the power and the gift to give her kidney to Graham Nesbitt, who 20 years ago helped her kids, she doesn't hesitate to do so. And she says, Graham, you made my son's dreams happen. You made my son's lives happen. The least I can do is give you my kidney to save your life. And on March the 3rd, one month ago, exactly from today, she gave her kidney to Graham Nesbitt. And there's a photo that went viral of Bonnie O'Reilly and Graham Nesbitt sharing a hospital room, each in their own bed, each in hospital gowns, each masked, and both smiling from ear to ear. You can see it behind their masks with thumbs up. The surgery was done. They were on the other side of it. She gave him her kidney. He was going to live, and they're both headed towards a full recovery. When you think about it, it's amazing. He did his thing for her 20 years ago. But that's the power. That's the power of the law of the radiator. There's no statute of limitations on karma. Kindness and decency from 20 years ago has the power to inspire kindness and decency today. What energy are you sending out into the universe? Because it is just that energy that is coming back to you. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach.